0: Welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and pop culture. I am your host, Anthony. And I'm Matt. Oh, man. we are here today... Recording live from the estate, which actually feels good, you know? A lot of the times we are either at a shared universe, uh, one of the shared universes, or, you know, out and about on location. But this is nice to be back in the estate where we started.
1: Yeah, I enjoy this very much. We have a nice nice atmosphere here.
0: Yeah, but we are excited today because we're going to be talking about the first three episodes of Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett, which hopefully yeah you can hear me okay no yeah sorry I, I had, <laughs> Matt, matt is trying totally to like, <laughs> he's trying to test equipment after he's pressed record i thought it was ready to go lying. it yeah
1: no it, it is ready to go i'm just i'm just an idiot I had, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the the wrong fucking indicator and it's i'm just an idiot don't pay attention to me nobody, listen you're not nobody an idiot nobody we have a, we have a pretty advanced
0: uh, <laughs> uh board here so um no, yeah. So, uh Book of Boba Fett. Um a lot of people had a lot of negative things to say about the first episode, which I thought was a little strange.
1: Yeah, you know what? I so for okay, so enlighten me because I I heard that people had negative things to say. I couldn't even be bothered to like read what sort of incompetent comments they were because here's what I'll say. It was it like, you know, Earth-shattering, mind-blowing, like, world-expanding, you know, fucking amazing? No. Was it a great first episode of a brand-new TV show? Yes. Yeah. Like, what were people—I don't read. what were people's fucking problems with this show? Well, they the thought— The first episode.
0: The first episode was just a little boring and just a little, like, just a little bland and, like, dry. And it was it didn't live up to, I guess, like, high expectations that people had. But, I mean, it's— a show it's a story and this is the first chapter like you're not going to have all of the payoff you're not going to have a tremendous amount of action like yeah there was only one action scene yeah it seemed a little weird and it's it but you have to understand what's going on and what the overall story is like it's not like Boba Fett is instantly going to become like the great you know well respected you know gangster lord it's it's the story of of how he becomes that. Like, eventually, at the end of the story, I'm sure that he will become that, but this is the story of how he gets there. So the first episode, I thought it was awesome because it really did a great job of showing, like, telling us the story of, like, how he got from where we last saw him at Return of the Jedi to where we saw him in
1: Mandalorian. Star Wars fans are the absolute fucking worst. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, they really are, man. It's just, you know... Even even when they're right, they're, they're annoying. I'm not saying they're right here. I'm, I'm more referencing, like, when they were right about, you know, The Force Awakens and all the stuff we've talked about about Rise the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean, like... But they're just the most insufferable bunch of fucking neckbeards, like and, you know. It's it's it,
0: it is the most fanboy. It really
1: is because it's unlike you know. I mean, you know, Marvel in its own right now has has gained that. Um, level of fandom and the way that Star Wars has done, you know, Marvel's done it in just you know ten short years, which is obviously because they're just constantly pumping stuff out. You know, Star Wars right. had a nice break in between and whatnot, but it it's just like even the Marvel fans, as stupid as some of them can be, like the Star Wars fans are just the absolute worst because they are completely unwilling to accept. Like the difference is, like Marvel fans will admit when something is not good. And just kind of like leave it at that, like Eternals, right? Eternals, yeah. you know, like they'll like people will people will shit on Eternals because you know rightfully so. It's not that good of a movie, especially when you stack it up against the rest of the MCU. Listen to Ready Set Review episode fifty four or whatever it was where we talked about it, yeah. you know. Um, but like we 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 call it out and we move on to the next thing. Star Wars oh, yeah. fans are like are are the Star Wars fans are still mad about like Return of the Jedi. Like they just they can't let it go, you know? No. Like they they can't get past things. They still complain about Phantom Menace. Like, you know, it, and it's and it's all based on this preconceived notion they have of what it should be it's like politics right. like they yeah. just it has to be my way or it's not sufficient they're just unwilling to accept anything except their little narrow-minded view
0: right and i mean i really enjoyed the first episode but you got to one of the things that you really have to understand about star wars and i really think that especially in the last i want to say heavily definitely in the last 10 years but heavily in the last 6 or 7 years where nerd culture and comics, fantasy, sci-fi has really taken over pop culture. And that's not at all the way that it used to be. No. And Star Wars was very much your nerd cred. Like, your credibility of how much of a nerd you are back in, like, the early and mid-'90s was about how much you knew of the Star Wars story. Right. So there's a lot of people who who studied a lot of things, you know, studied, quote unquote, you know, about Star Wars that, you know, like because like that was that was life like that was the trilogy that just was untouched. And it was just the greatest sci fi trilogy like ever at that point. And so there's a lot of people who still have sort of that ownership and mindset of you know, sort of of that. But I I love that they are expanding the universe. And in my opinion, everything that they have done, including the most recent episode, everything that they have done is great. Yeah. And it is it is expanding the the world building, right? And that's something that we really never got a chance to see in the original trilogy as much. We never got a chance to see it done well in the prequels and we definitely saw it done terribly in the sequel trilogy
1: yeah and it's funny you know like just talking a little bit more about the the schools of fandom you know it always used to be there There was never it never there never used to be um overlap in in the fandom universes because it was always you had your comic book fans and then you had your movie fans, which were, by and large, your Star Trek and your Star Wars guys. Because yep. of, only up until recently were Star Trek and Star Wars—I'm not even sure Star Trek still is, but Star Wars in particular—prevalent in comics. Their main medium was movies, yeah, whereas and Marvel and DC was the the flip. The main medium was uh comic books. You had you had some movies, you know, here and there, like when the Superman movie came out, you know, and like the first run of X Men and Spider Memories, but it was never as dominant and now it's all combined into one thing where every major geek arena has movies, has TV, has comic books, has video games, An overwhelming toys. amount. Yeah, and it's like it's and we're saturated with it. And well, saturated is not the right word because I think we I, we could use more. I, I'm never going to get enough of it. as, no, long as I'll it never keeps on Being good, but you know, like it used to, be like you know, Star Trek and Star Wars fans always used to argue which which was the better sci-fi thing. And it's easier to have that argument because, like, Star Trek, you know, is nowhere near as interconnected as Star Wars was. Right? Like, each like Star Wars had a very clear linear storyline for the most part. Every every Star Trek series was different. There were some connections on certain things, you know, like when they killed, you know, when they killed Captain Kirk and and whatever the... You know, whatever that was, Star Trek it's, Generations. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You know, but for the most part, they were pretty. You know, which a lot of Star Trek
0: fans hate, and, and uh, coincidentally, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I absolutely <laughs> love
1: Star Trek Generations. Yeah, we, we need to bring Ed from Cannon fodder on here to support that. Uh, yeah. But yes, yeah, so, okay. So moving on to to the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I agree. I think I think this is where Book of Boba Fett is doing the best work, and it's expanding the yeah. universe because when you really look at the actual story that's being told well first of all there's two stories being told right they're being told simultaneously one is in the past like you mentioned about him becoming what happens from when we leave him in the sarlacc pit to when he you know we see him again in um uh, mandalorian so there's that story which is epic and then you know when you really look at the story that's being told in the present tense it's you know there's it's it's a pretty Standard story, you know, in terms of the, you know, the, the warring gang factions and, and Boba Fett trying to, you know, rise to power a little bit, replace of the Hutt in a fashion and things like that. It's a pretty straightforward story. doesn't mean it's bad or boring. It's just a story we've seen before. But the real bread and butter of this series is all of that stuff from the past that's building on the world, particularly episode two.
0: Yeah. Episode two really knocked it out of the park. But let's 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 go one by one. Right. So episode one. Um, gives us the uh, what basically what everyone imagined. In fact, it with the uh, I, I've seen a number of people with that video from Parks and Rec with Patton Oswalt literally describing exactly how Boba <laughs> Fett gets out of the starlight, which. I mean, that's pretty much in most of the comics and everything, you know, slight variations. But that's basically what happened was that. Because how else
1: would he get out without cutting his way out? Right. And he he, he
0: blasts his way out with, with fire, you know, which is awesome. It was just so cool. It was great to see. And. I mean John Favreau and and Dave Filoni are just I mean they are masters of Star Wars. They have really given us the Star Wars that we've always wanted in in terms of like an expanded universe and in getting a chance to see You know, not only that, but seeing how he lost his armor, how the the Jawas took it, how he was captured by Tusken Raiders, like, all of that in the first episode, but then simultaneously showing, you know, him at Jabba's palace, people coming to pay tribute to him, right, and, like... You know, all of that story
1: at the same time, I just, I thought it was
0: brilliantly done.
1: And let's not forget about Robert Rodriguez directing some of these oh, episodes, man. like, you know, oh, oh well, it, he's, he's just, he's doing, he's doing El Mariachi and Desperado just in the Star Wars universe, Which, like, you know, space, yes. space, desert cowboy, like, say no more, fam, like, bing, 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 here yeah, I am. Yeah, take like, my money, like, dude, I'm so in. It's so, it's, it's so great, it really, I mean, it, like, the, especially the third episode I'm watching and I'm like, the, I'm like, like, I'm watching, like, Once Upon a Time in Mexico just in fucking Star Wars. Yeah, like and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, which
0: I know a lot of people complain about that, and we'll we'll get there. But oh, fuck those clowns. Um, yeah, the first episode, I, I thought it was very very solid. Um, you know, I thought I thought the only scene that I really didn't love was the scene with. Um, Uh, The Twi'lek Who was like The servant of the mayor And there was that awkward Like
1: Oh yeah Oh
0: like He wants you to pay him And like It was an attempt at humor And it kind of fell flat And that was really The only scene that I didn't love, like it's still humor it never fun. works in the Star Wars universe. It, it never I mean, does. It does sometimes. You have to do it in the right. But it's yeah. yeah it's the just, best scene. That,
1: the best scene in the first yeah. episode by far is like talk about the ultimate redemption story when Fennec and um, Boba Fett are cornered by those assassins with the little energy shields, yeah. right? And like you're like, oh, how are they gonna get out of it? right? They're getting their asses kicked. The ultimate redemption story, the fucking Gamorrean guards coming in and just breaking bones was such an amazing—of all the things I expected to see in Book of Boba Fett, the Gamorrean guards kicking absolute ass was not one of them, and I am so—like, the tiniest little—I'm so pleased about it. Yeah. It made me so happy to go— Just like beating the fucking shit out of people, dude. It was
0: awesome, and like we got to see a little bit of that in the first episode of Mandalorian of season two of Mandalorian, um, because you see the two Gamorrean guards fighting in that in the ring. Right. And which you had never seen really before. Right. right? They were just kind of like these side characters yeah, They in were of comic of the Jedi. relief in
1: Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and and a character for the the, the yeah. Rancor to and eat. Much, much fatter. They def they definitely, you know, they they, yeah, they slimmed they, down. They, they, they slimmed down. <laughs> they yoked up a little bit. Like they they've been working out in the last ten years or so. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> no, but
0: I agree. Uh, very, very cool to see. I love that. You know, you know what it kind of reminded me of. It kind of reminded me of Gladiator from uh, a Marvel Comics, right? So Gladiator,
1: the Imperial Guard Gladiator. Yeah,
0: correct. So, so for those of you who are not familiar with the character Gladiator, he is the head of the Imperial Guard uh, for the Shi'ar Army. Okay, but he serves the throne. Yeah. Majestor. Yeah. He serves the throne. So no matter who is on the throne, he serves whoever is on the throne.
1: For better or worse.
0: Yeah, for better or worse. And that's very similar to what these Gamorrean guards are doing, right? They served Jabba. They served him well. They served um, Bib Fortuna. They served him well. Boba Fett recognizes that, lets them live, and of course they're going to serve Boba Fett just as well as they serve the previous two, you know, kind yeah. of rulers, which I thought was a brilliant piece of story. I thought it makes sense, it fits their characters and who they are, and it fits sort of any sort of expanded background that we have heard about the Gamorrean Guards.
1: Well, I was going to say, it's so funny to me because, like, remember, like, when we were kids, right, and, like, Star Wars first became, you know, popular when we were around, like, fifth and sixth grade or whatever because they, was the first time, the first of several times where the original trilogy had been recut and re-released, right? Yeah, in 97, right? yeah. yeah. and they had all the, you know, drawing more attention to all the bullshit side characters and then mm-hmm. George Lucas just took all the money by releasing all the toys of all these side characters that yeah. we had never cared about before because we didn't know who they were and he tried to put stories to them and it was so it was so bad it was so obvious just like a cash grab but the genius of Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau are doing that exact same thing except doing it well like now I actually want to go purchase a Gamorrean Guard action figure because I know what they are and I know how badass they are it's not just like you know oh random guy with six fingers and three heads at the bar and he's got a whole backstory and like the expanded um, uh, or in the expanded extended material you know that you've got to read to, like figure out like these are actual characters now like people that I can care about
0: yeah and I mean in the first episode how cool was it speaking of those little side characters how cool was it to see Max Rebo yeah you yeah. know so he, and, and and now he is playing with a Bith Musician, could it have been figure and Don? Who right. knows? Yep. <laughs> it could have been, but it was definitely Max Rebo, yeah, so great. which was just such like like those are the things that really make the shows really good. Is those little idiosyncratic moments that. Are what Star Wars is all about, right? Because like you see, like these small characters—they have maybe thirty seconds of screen time. I mean, even Boba Fett. Boba Fett had a what—a grand total of like four minutes of screen time in the original trilogy, if that. If yeah. that, like he wasn't and any, two lines. but he was. But everyone thought of him as the coolest character because he had a cool outfit, you know, and and. Everyone wanted to see him as this like badass character, which he is, and I'm glad we're getting a chance to see that now.
1: Yeah. So then let's uh, so let's move on to episode two. Yeah. To talk more about this, to to, to build more on this world building that we've been talking about, because episode two, I think, is some of the best um, world building that we've seen in Star Wars almost ever, because yeah. it it focuses a lot on the Tuscan Raiders um, and their culture their lifestyle and what they do and the reason why I think it's so awesome is because unlike a lot of these other rando side characters that we were just talking about that have popped up here and there in the various Star Wars movies and TV shows um the Tusken Raiders have always had some level of import to the main story, whether it was in A New Hope with Luke and, you know, and, like, kind of knocking him out and capturing him, or, of course, in the prequel trilogy where they raid the village and end up murdering Anakin's mother, right? Right. You know, they've always always been sort of just there. We've never really known a lot about them, but they've always had an impact on the story in one way or another. And in episode two, it goes deep into, like, the culture of the Tusken Raiders and this relationship that Boba has with them, and kind of gaining their trust and becoming a leader among them, and, and he gets to make his own gaffy thing. Like it's just so like everything you get to learn about the Tusken Raiders in that episode is so brilliant for the world building. It doesn't. It might not. You know, in the end of the, at the end of the day, it might not end up being that important to the story, the the present day story of Book of Boba Fett. But the world building alone that we got from there is just amazing.
0: And I just I. I love the fact that the first episode was just over a half an hour, right? The second episode was almost an hour. Yeah, it was long. It was a real. It was about 58 minutes. And then the third episode was back down to a half an hour. Yeah. And I think that is so important because the second episode did so much storytelling and so much building of all the characters and giving so much depth. To both Boba Fett as well as like everyone else, that it was just so, just brilliant. It was just so
1: well done. Um, yeah, because it, it also really had like showing showing Boba Fett. It it painted him in this light. As a natural leader, which I think is yeah. is going to play into some of the more present day storytelling, um, and you already kind of see it a little bit in episode three, um, but it's like it it really just paints the character in a completely different light than what we you know used to know about him. But like to your point earlier. We didn't really fucking know anything about him other than that, that he was a bounty hunter. He had yeah. three lines in the original trilogy, you know, yeah. and like, and then he gets knocked into the Sarlacc pit, and that's the last we hear of him until just recently, you know, like. Yeah. So it it really opens up the character and makes it makes him a much more complex character, um, because you you know when, especially when you think back to. Um, the 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 sequel I'm sorry the prequel trilogy where Boba Fett's a boy and he's got you know Django Fett and he sees Mace Windu cut his father's head off and it's all that and then you have all that time to fill between that and him becoming a bounty hunter which I think they're probably gonna touch on at some point in this show because they keep on referencing that scene and on uh, yeah. on Geonosis yeah. where he flies away you know yeah. right um, like so I think they're gonna touch on that but like there's so much more well, Camino, to Camino you mean Kamino oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah Geonosis was the oh was the planet they, right, yeah, right, That's where they um, have the battle. Right. Sorry, don't fade. Neckbeards, calm down. Don't, don't, <laughs> uh, actually, actually. Actually, actually, actually it yeah, was sorry. Camino. Yeah. God. The but, cloners on Camino. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that the 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 what they're doing to his character is is just awesome because they yeah. they could have really they could have been real simpletons about it and just made him a a bounty hunter who's like you know out for for money and power and I think it's becoming a lot more than that and it's it's a good character to see written.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean you really uh, are touching on something there, right? The the fact that he's not immortal, right? Like he's a very very you know kind of flawed and vulnerable character right now. Um, the fact that he has to go back into the back to tank almost every single night yeah you know like that's such an important aspect of who he is as like a character and the fact that he does have these like wild dreams when he goes into the back to tank, I think it's so cool. I think it shows great vulnerability. I think it gives him personality. I think it makes him relatable. The fact that showing that, like, yeah, he was in the Sarlacc pit and it took a toll. It wasn't just that he was in it and escaped. Like, it took a toll on him. Um which, bounty
1: hunters have always been my favorite characters. Like oh man. even like talking about Cowboy Bebop, like that those kind of characters, you know, like the bounty hunter with the soul kind of, you know, yeah. thing. They're always they're, you know, they're they're usually very relatively easy characters to write, but that does not it mean that they are not good characters. Right, they're, they're very always emotionally powerful characters if done correctly, and I think we're I think we're in for a real treat in the next. How, how many episodes? I didn't look. Were there eight episodes? Seven. Seven episodes. Seven episodes. So we're pretty episodes. much ha- almost yep. half pretty much halfway right through the series. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, even even in Game of Thrones, Bron was one of the coolest characters because right. he's just a sales sword. Like yeah. that's it. Like he sells his sword. That's what bounty hunters do. Right. They just sell their their themselves and and at the end know, of, and at
1: the end of the day, he's on the um the whatever the fucking council, whatever they called that. I forget the yeah the small council the small council yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I try to block Which out is... that last season, <laughs> so I forget. I, but I know he ends up in a good spot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, It is the master of coin. Yeah, the master of coin. It's just amazing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, okay, in the second episode, okay, so they show Boba Fett, they show him, uh, you know, really developing a relationship with the boy. Um, He's gaining respect and trust from the Tusken Raiders. um, And you really see him not only, you know, becoming one of them, but then you see the train. Like any good space cowboy show, you always have to have a train episode. Right, and the fact that they had a train episode, like in the second episode, was just phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal, um, and it was just—I mean—you really got the high action that you were hoping for in the first episode. You got it in the second episode, yeah, and in the third episode. Um, but it was just really cool to see um, Boba Fett learning how to use a gaffy stick, right? And then just—I mean. Here's this thing that it's just it was a prop in in all of the original Star Wars movies. Now it has such meaning behind it, right? And that is the beauty of what Star Wars is. Like that is what needed to be done with the sequel trilogy and the prequel trilogy really, but with especially with the sequel trilogy was to just take what we already have and give us more depth around it, right? Like, even in Mandalorian, we got a chance to see Tusken Raiders in sort of like the, the, the beginning of the second season when they fight the crate Dragon. But you really don't see anything and you really they really don't have any additional depth. They're just kind of like this entity, right? Now there's actual almost personality behind them. Yeah. So that when they get slaughtered in the third episode... You care about it, yeah. You feel bad, you yeah. Feel bad because like here is this thing, and Boba Fett ends up going through the ritual. He makes his own Gaffy stick after they, you know, after they take down the train, and so dope, just so cool, and just like seeing that, like when he like they knock the 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 water right, and they're they're like how much they need water and they value it and how important yep. Boba Fett like how much he means to that tribe of Tusken Raiders. Like, that's great. And obviously forming enemies against the Pikes, And, again, giving more depth to something that we've only heard about in Star Wars, and that's Spice. Right. Right? Spice. We know it's a drug. We've known from, like, Solo that, that like, what it... Solo gave it a little bit more depth, but you never really... Saw it in all its glory,
1: and that was one of the funny lines. What the Spice look like? Yeah, <laughs> like that, <laughs> <laughs> like, like kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. See, no. That's how you do a joke exactly. well in that's Star you, Wars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. No, yeah, so episode episode two was just an absolute banger. Like, like, like. Dare I yeah. say, like, just a near perfect episode of TV. Like, when in, in terms of how just. Again, the world building, everything you get on the backstory, the character development, just like reminded me a lot of like what they were the, the kind of things they did in WandaVision, like that deep character development. Like you got your one big action scene, and everything else was just character and story, and it was great.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. And then getting a chance to see sort of like the, the, the trip. So I guess yeah. it's the spice that he blows into his face. I think so. Yeah, because that's what it looked like. It yeah. looked exactly like spice. And then the lizard, the little gecko that like climbs up his nose, and he's like, wild. "Oh, I think
1: I ate it. I think yeah. I ate
0: it." <laughs> it's like how you
1: trip on mushrooms like, yeah. oh, in the Star man. Wars universe. Isn't wasn't spice? Wasn't that like when you were in high school? That was the that you you would people would smoke spice like instead of weed. Like wasn't wasn't it called spice? Yeah, K two yeah, spice. Yeah, K It was like yeah. this. It was like this potpourri. Right. It was supposed to make you like freaking freak out and blah blah. blah yeah. and it just it just tasted like garbage. Oh god. No, nothing happened except it gave you a sore throat and a headache. And I. Had
0: Brutal headache. It yeah. was
1: so bad. Oh yeah. God! No, but it was legal. Yeah, it was, it was legal. It's all for that mattered, a time. right? <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: essentially, they just sprayed potpourri with like this spray. Okay, I, me- just, I remember like you used yeah. to open
1: the bag and it would like it just you get punched in the face with this pungent, yeah. smell. It's not like something like in your grandmother's bathroom. Like yeah. just ugh.
0: Yeah, it was not uh, not good. So let's talk about episode three because yeah. I e- I almost like episode hilarious. three more than episode two. So. I don't know if I like it more than episode two, but it was totally different. It's very different. And it's very, it's very different from Star Wars. It's Boba Fett battle angel. It really is Boba (laughs) Fett battle angel. Like that is the most accurate way to describe it. Like all of those. So essentially like Boba Fett meets this like teen gang. Right, which you know, the BMX bandits essentially that's what they were, like, Like (laughs) and it's great, but they're all you know, they've all got mechanical enhancements literally exactly like Alita Battle Angel.
1: And they're so... The one thing that really stood out to me was that they're so colorful. That's... Like a lot of the yeah. things, you know, in Star Wars in general, on any planet, but especially on Tatooine, everything's very muted, yeah. very sandy, very dusty. Yeah. These guys are walking around in what might as well have been neon tie-dye. Like, even they were so bright, but it was so awesome. It was so different and so cool.
0: Yeah, but I mean... Really, it's just a paint job, yeah. Right, and you can imagine, like, okay, here's this group of, like, you know, let's just say Gen Z Star Wars. Oh, they, they're, they're, they're full Gen Z. Yeah, they're full they, Gen Z. You know, they're well. I mean, you know, they were, or you know, maybe you call them Millennial Star Wars people because, like, they were born during the end of the rebellion, right. and now they're they're you know, sort of teenagers or in their early twenties now five years after the Battle of Endor, right. right? So so they don't really know the rebellion. They didn't really know the empire the way that others did. They just know sort of the power vacuum that has come about since then, right? And, you know, complaining about high, overly, you know, overprice gouging. Like, I actually, like, I felt that there was, a, you know, a very real social sort of commentary that that scene was all about, but... I enjoyed it. I liked the little speeder things that they had. Yeah, they were brightly colored. And yes, each one has their own
1: color. Like, it seemed like right out of a video game.
0: I just, I thought it was really cool.
1: Yeah, they, they reminded me of like the Power Rangers. Like, they Absolutely. each had their own color. Like, I was waiting for them to have like some sort of synchronized attack oh, move, you man. know? Like, <laughs> yeah. robot, left arm, go. You know, just like. <laughs> uh, if the, can you imagine if the speeders like form a yes! giant mech? <laughs>
0: That would have been the coolest thing well, there's ever. There's still four episodes yeah. left. We could, oh, still, we could still get, speeder if like... we get a speeder mech. If we get a Voltron or Power Rangers style speeder mech Dude, where they I... combine together, that would just be like the ultimate. I will die. Would I, would, so I would love it. <laughs> I guarantee hardcore Star Wars fans would lose their minds and absolutely hate it. I would love it. I would love it. I would totally <laughs> mark out over it. Yeah, I think it would be so cool.
1: So episode three is great too because episode three is where you really start to get more, uh, more in the present yeah. um, of the storytelling with the uh, what was the, the, the name of the Wookiee assassin? That what, he had a name. I forget his name. Uh,
0: Black Kurstan. Right, uh, Kuristan, That
1: whole is. scene was awesome. And when like you know when the Power Rangers came to Boba Fett's aid and that whole scene, the Gamorrean yeah. guards came in and started kicking ass again. Yeah. And, like that whole fight scene was really awesome. And it's there's another thing that that Star Wars is doing a little bit more of that I absolutely love is showing the the power and the awesomeness of the Wookiees. Yeah, because you really don't you really. That's one of those things. You know, we have Chewbacca. Everybody will always love Chewbacca. He's always going to be Chewbacca and close to our hearts. But you never really got to see Chewbacca break bones like you kind of wanted to. So right. seeing Wookiees be Wookiees and yeah. viciously rip people apart is really awesome to Right, because,
0: I mean, they there are those kind of throwaway lines, you know, oh, you know, droids don't rip your arms off when they lose. You know, Wookiees tend to do that, right? Like, you never saw a Wookiee rip someone's arm off, but now you have these big you know, this badass Wookiee character who actually comes from the Darth Vader comic books. Yep. Like that's where he debuted, which I mean, that is, that's really Dave Filoni's sweet spot is, yeah. is taking those, those sort of smaller elements and bringing them into the mainstream. He did it of course, with a lot of the characters that we saw in clone wars and brought them into Mandalorian. Now we're starting to see these really cool characters that were in the comic books. Right. And it, it like definitively making the comic books canon right that that we've seen recently which is just so cool just so cool
1: him and him and uh brian michael bendis that's what they're they're best at yeah because that's what that's what that was bendis's bread and butter in the early and mid 2000s was taking all of these characters who were more or less also Rans in terms of mainstream yeah. and elevating them to Avengers level status, like Luke Cage and and Iron Fist, and now yeah. characters like that are some of the most beloved characters in all of Marvel Comics. You know, so yeah. th- there there is there is always something to be said for um for, for doing that for taking that approach because a lot of times you know you get you get characters that in in lore that has been around for so long. They they become like the butts of jokes because they you know they they you know the hypno hustler oh my god what a fucking loser you know like guys like that but at the same time it's not because the character themselves or like the concept of the character is really that bad it's just because nobody took the time to develop it and like care about it you know like you can take a character with the dumbest ability or power in the world if you give them a good story all of a sudden they become a cool character yeah squirrel girl even
0: even even Iron Man like if you remember Iron Man in the the 70s, 80s, he wasn't that big or popular of a character. Like, he was just kind of like this alcoholic, got into a fight with the rest of the Avengers, wanted to have his own way. Like, yeah, he had a cartoon show. There was a cartoon show about Iron Man and, you know, obviously action figures and stuff, but it was a short lived cartoon show. They never really went anywhere with it. And he just wasn't really that cool of a character until. New Avengers until Brian Michael Bendis took it over and and he he really became this this, you know, really cool character Uh, and he got a more modernized armor and it didn't just look, you know, kind of strange Um, and and essentially like metal spandex. That's kind of what in the (laughs) 90s and 80s, what Iron Man looked looked like, like. just looked like metal spandex. Um yeah, but so that's what, what Dave Filoni is is really, really good at. Um, and we're seeing it in spades in Book of Boba Fett. Um and I think that getting a chance to see more of uh the Huts is really cool. The twins, I think that is they're 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 such a cool X factor, especially seeing them in the second ep- in the third episode, rather. Uh, because they openly admit that they sent Kuristan to kill them they don't care about Kuristan. they're like no 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 you can you can kill him and the apology gift that they give to Boba Fett is one of the coolest things that has been done in Star Wars where they literally gift him a Rancor and who is the Rancor handler (laughs) <laughs> Motherfucking danny trejo which i <laughs> lost my mind that was the best right seeing oh danny trejo I, i'm like and it's robert rodriguez like yep, of course of danny course. trejo is gonna show up like no question about it like oh my god like and now and now it just makes you wonder like is antonio banderas gonna show up in one of these episodes like
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, man, I like I lost my mind when I saw Danny Trejo because I'm such a mark for Danny Trejo and everything that he does, um, like Taco Tuesday crossover. Please come on the Taco Tuesday podcast, <laughs> um, but like you know, it's just seeing him like that's what he does the best. Danny Trejo is like popping up in these little one-off roles, and every time he's in one of those roles he absolutely nails it because he's always playing that sort of, you know, seedy-ish character, yeah. and he does it so well. He he's, does it so—he's he's such rude. a joy to see on screen. I love what he he wasn't off.
0: even a, a seedy character, and the thing that I really liked about this, right, so in Return of the Jedi, when the Rancor dies, the Rancor handler notoriously is very upset. He's, like, crying, yeah. right, and he's getting consoled by, like, the guy, and you're really, like— You know, you don't really think anything of it. But again, they take that little 30-second moment and they build it out to give it now it has such depth. And you realize that Rancors, very much like dogs, are very loyal to their owners. And they imprint themselves on on the first person that they see. It actually almost very similar to... um, uh, Game of Thrones with the dire wolves, yep. right? So it's a very similar sort of idea and I just I love it. I and I think that like having Danny Trejo as that's kind of smaller character, he's going to be the Rancor handler. You you see a gun in the first act, you know it's going to go off like we're going to see the Rancor, like we're going to see Boba Fett ride a Rancor, which is just like if it was cool <laughs> to see a character ride dragons, Next level it is cool to see a character ride a freaking Rancor. Yeah, so like
1: that's awesome. So let's talk about this. So what what do we think is – we're three episodes in, what do we think is gonna happen? Like what's the what's the end game like does uh, so here, like does does the Empire make an appearance in one way, shape or another, kind of like they did in Mandalorian, like Do any of the events that, you know, Boba's interactions in Mandalorian, does any of that cross over? Like, what do we think is going to happen here? Because right now, everything seems to be super-duper self-contained to this story. It's not like in Mandalorian where there were lots of elements that popped in from other main storylines. This seems very self-contained and... Not sure where we're going to go with it, right?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know where we're going to go with it. I, I'm excited to see. I mean, it's obvious that, you know, it's going to be the mayor and now the Pike, the Pikes. that that's who they're going to fight. Um, and it's going to be Boba Fett, and he's going to defeat them. And then he'll take over as, like, the big gangster lord that everyone not only respects but also fears, Um and But it's definitely like there, we're going to see a more vicious side. Like Boba Fett, as of right now, like he doesn't kill Kuristan. Right. He hasn't really gone like crazy and like brutally murdered people. Even the Pikes in the train. Yeah. Like he kills the people that he has to in order to stop the train. But then he lets the others go. Right. So we're seeing this very almost like. And, like, a, a lot of people, I'm sure, are going to take it as, like, a sign of weakness, but there's going to be a point where we're going to just see Boba Fett just absolutely losing his mind and just murking everyone.
1: Yeah, see, I see, I, I totally agree. I think that's going to happen. And I'm what I'm predicting is that the pikes are going to be somehow connected to the Empire or what's left of the Empire at this point, you know, five years post-Battle of Endor. Um, I feel like that's gonna be something that they they pull on because it's like that that last scene you know in the end of the third episode where they all show up and they make the con- Boba Fett makes a comment about like, they're coming for war you know As we prepare blah 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 and there's like a lot of them right I I feel like whatever they're doing whatever their end game is with the spice and whatever else it is they had going on on the train and everything else like I feel like that's in some way connected to the Empire, like maybe it's something like, you know, now the since the Empire has more or less fallen, and they've been kind of like pushed back a lot with the rebellion and the New Republic, maybe the Empire is utilizing these groups like the Pikers more to to, you know, move Merchandise for them, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great name for them. I like that. Like, like, like maybe, like, moving, using them a little bit more to move merchandise because we all, you know, we've seen before in other Star Wars, uh, you know, canon where the Empire would rely on, you know, bounty hunters or smugglers or things like that, not going always using the Empire's resources. So I feel maybe now we might get, like, the, the Empire might eventually make an appearance in one way or another. And here's what here's what I would love to see happen. Okay. Um, I think it's a bit of a stretch, especially considering with Mandalorian, but I would love for Thrawn to show up yeah. in Boba Fett. Correct. And, you know, because we saw obviously the you know the episode in season two of the Mandalorian with Ashoka Tano and you know where where's Thrawn and the whole thing, right? And we all yeah. lost our fucking minds. We haven't yeah. seen Thrawn yet. She's still out there looking for him. Yeah. Boba and Mando have crossed paths. We know that there's stuff going on with the Empire. Thrawn is out there.
0: We know that there's an Ahsoka series right. that's going to be coming up.
1: I think this this would be a cool series to introduce Thrawn by way of what I was just saying with the empire kind of being pushed back into the, you know the backwater planets like Tatooine like building things up from there and Thrawn is one of the people managing whatever the hell that is on Tatooine right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I I definitely think seeing Thrawn is is something that's going to happen before we see the Ahsoka show. So maybe that is what the end reveal is because there's got to be a big reveal, right? That's, That's kind of what a lot of... Of movies and shows are realizing right now Like one of the best things about Spider-Man All the different reveals that happened Right? And and the fact that they were kept a secret The best thing about the end of Mandalorian Season 2 The big reveal that happened Right? We, You know we're going to get a reveal You know that there's going to be some big character That we know that's going to just sort of show up That's going to lead us into something else Right? Right? Um, so who is that character going to be? I don't think it's going to be Grogu or Luke Skywalker. I don't think that it, that's going to be anywhere near anything until Mandalorian. Um, right. I think in Boba Fett, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's going to be Grand Admiral Thrawn, and I think that we're going to see that Grand Admiral Thrawn is sort of the bridge between the Empire and the First Order. Yeah, and I, I, think, that's- I think that it's going to be what I'm hoping— that we eventually get a chance to see in one of the shows is the Battle of Jakku.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Battle of
0: Jakku is notoriously that. A lot of people think that the Battle of Endor was the final battle with the Empire and it wasn't. Right. Because we've already seen in Mandalorian that the Empire still exists, right? Like there's multiple little kind of oh, outposts just where. just severely weakened. Yeah. Where they still exist. Well, Jakku, it was a weapons manufacturing plant, a planet where the final battle takes right. place, right? And it's this massive, massive final battle. And we know that it takes place on Jakku. That's what I want to see in one of the shows, the final episode or whatever is the Battle
1: of Jakku. See, and so, so what you just said made me think I think something that would be awesome and it'd be a little challenging to do given some of the characters but like how dope would it be if we had like a Defenders type thing where you've got like Mandalorian, you've got Boba Fett, and you've got the Ashoka show and let's say they come out with like one or two others and you have some of those main characters and they form like a suicide squad for one and, and that's part of what leads up to the Battle of Jakku like that
0: would be awesome and I mean I mean, should we talk about the the Tom Holland style spoiler that Ming Na Wen d- did Wait, on Twitter? Oh, I didn't hear. No, I didn't hear about this. Okay, she so do? you didn't hear about this. No, okay. what did she do? So, um, I guess it was a few. I don't have the tweeter. Yeah, so I I, I saw it on uh, just a news article. Um, but apparently, and it was she she put out a tweet and then immediately deleted it, and she was congratulating. Um, uh what's her name? Bo Katan. Uh, the, the actress. Oh, the actress. Yeah. For essentially, there's going to be a Bo Katan show. show. Uh. So, so essentially, that's the unannounced. It hasn't been announced yet. It was leaked. So it, I'm calling
1: it right now. Star Star Wars Defenders Suicide Squad, whatever you want to call it. That's what's going to happen.
0: That, that is a brilliant. I literally did not think about that till right now. And it's just, now that you said it, it just seems like obviously, like obviously that's what they're doing because (laughs) they're doing the Avengers. It's Disney. It's Marvel. It's, 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 let's do the tried and true formula. Right. right? So you're going to end up having this, you know, sort of defenders or Avengers style show, or at least maybe movie. Well, I I was going to say they'll,
1: they'll do it in the most Star Wars way possible where it's like. Bokatan and Ashoka Tano and Mando and Boba, they have to infiltrate, you know, the shield reactor generator on the planet to bring the shield down so the the rebellion can come in, or not the rebellion, the new republic yeah. can come in, you know, to say like it'll be so ridiculous, Star Wars, where the only way the shield can be deactivated is by some intricate plot on the planet, you know, like <laughs> So that
0: is definitely something that I am hoping we see. At least something of, yeah, which is the New Republic, yeah, for sure. Like, I want to see Coruscant. I want to see the New Republic. I want to see you know w- what it looks like. I want to see is there a new Senate? You know, is there a new like? You don't have to show like Luke Skywalker and the Jedi Council. You don't have to right. do that. Like, I would I love to see a. Luke Skywalker show, yes, I would. Of course, I would. I want to see something
1: that just erases the sequel trilogy from canon. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I
0: don't. I don't like. Yeah. Was it bad? Yes. Was it really bad? Yes. Yeah. Can you do things with it? Yes. Which we saw elements of that with right. the clones and everything like that. I just want to skip over. I just forget
1: about it. Just skip over it. You know, or just, just like... <laughs> add more
0: context to make it better.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because Which they're like, already doing in Mando with the uh, the the stealing grow blood to know, make clones the, to make clones Yeah, when, you know Snoke is actually a clone of the Emperor right know, and how it.
0: cool would it even be to see maybe like a few episodes where you see the Emperor behind the scenes you know and at the actual Emperor right, right. and like
1: you know, and then they, and, then, and then they can go back and do in the in the George Lucas style re-release of uh, the Force Awakens instead of or a Rise of Skywalker instead of the line being somehow Palpatine has returned, it'll be here's exactly how Palpatine returned. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Will we get a sequel trilogy special edition? Can we get can we get a special edition? <laughs> You know, twenty years after they first uh, released it, brutal
1: man. All right, well, we're <laughs> excited for the, the the back half of Boba Fett. Um, it's gonna be great. Just Dave Filoni, Robert Rodriguez, John Favreau, just keep on doing. Everything that you talk doing. about a dream team, right? Man, all the other dumb like, all wow. the other beards. Please shut up. Okay, the the show is great. It you, is. You don't have a leg to stand on.
0: Yeah, and it ju- it's it look it's Star Wars. We're getting a lot of live action Star Wars a lot. So this year we are getting Book of Boba Fett Mandalorian season three at some point Ahsoka Obi-Wan. uh, Yeah. So we have four different Star Wars shows, live action, that are all going to be happening, and I'm excited for all of them, and they're all happening around the same time. They've got to be telling almost like congruent stories that are going to eventually meet up together.
1: That's what I'm thinking, too. So so listen— Everybody. Let us know what you think.
0: did you like have you liked Book of Boba Fett so far? Have you not liked it? Leave a comment. Definitely comment on our Instagram page. Um let us know. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. Um, we'd love to be able to to hear from you guys and and hear more about, you know, what you liked and what you haven't liked and where you think the story is gonna go from here, and who is going to be the big reveal. Yeah. Yeah. And and who's gonna be the big reveal? The and time. as always Stay tuned, true reviewers.